listening to a Vita Foods Insights podcast with Jade Mitchell Ross. Part of the Vita Foods Insights series on Healthy Insider and brought to you by Vita Foods. Hello and welcome to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm Jade Mitchell Ross, joined by Dr. Jara Perez Jimenez from Spanish National Research Council. Dr. Perez Jimenez, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. So we're going to be talking about macromolecular antioxidants, and I'd like to start with discussing antioxidants in general. What's the difference between macromolecular antioxidants and normal antioxidants? Okay, so in foods we have two kinds of antioxidants. We have those ones that we could call the normal antioxidants, which are structures uh, small in, in chemical terms. Mm -hmm. And then we have what we call macromolecular antioxidants. These macromolecular structures are high molecular weight structures. This means that they are very big or that they are associated with big molecules such as proteins or dietary fiber. And this difference in weight uh, gives place to difference in the biological effects of these compounds. So why haven't we really heard about macromolecular ones? Well, the point is that when, when the scientists are studying foods, they have to do chemical analysis of the foods to, to, to identify the different compounds. So for some chemical reasons, for a long time, uh, macromolecular antioxidants were not measured in the common determinations of antioxidants. So the scientific community just ignored this part of antioxidants. But actually, when we are consuming a food, we are consuming both kinds of antioxidants, the, the low molecular weight ones and the macromolecular ones. So even if we have an, an analytical problem, this does not mean that we are not consuming macromolecular antioxidants. In our body, we have all of them. And the research has shown that they're quite important for our health, aren't they? Uh, yes, they are. They, they, they have not been studied for, for a long time because uh, there was the, we had these analytical problems. But the point is that uh, they have a very high interest because the ones in our body, they are transformed by the, by the enzymes and the bacteria that we have in our body, and they give place to metabolites that are very useful for our body. In what kind of ways? Like for healthy aging or...? Yes, uh, well, antioxidants are commonly known because they are able to counteract aging. Um, this is something that we, we, we should consider in a cautious way. This does not mean that we will be young forever, but it means that they are able to counterattack the free radicals that are circulating in our body and that they are able to attack our proteins, uh, our biomolecules, and to have different adverse effects in our body. But also these antioxidants are able to have other effects in our body. They are able to interact with proteins, with signaling uh, mechanisms in our body, and this is associated with a prevention of cardiovascular disease and with other pathologies. And you mentioned that they're commonly found in the foods that we eat. So is this the kind of Mediterranean diet that we're looking at? Uh, well, they are actually present in all foods of vegetal origin. So we can find them in fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts, etc., uh, but it's true that in the Mediterranean diet, there is a specially rich profile of antioxidants, including macromolecular antioxidants. So if we, are, uh, if we are able to follow a traditional Mediterranean diet, we will have a whole intake of both common antioxidants and macromolecular antioxidants. So which ones are they? I'm assuming that things like vitamins 
A and E, they're the low molecular weight ones, right? Are there any that we've heard of that are macromolecular? Yes, uh, in the in the antioxidants of normal molecular weight, we have vitamins such as vitamin C, E. We have carotenoids and we have polyphenols. Mm -hmm. And when we are talking about macromolecular antioxidants, we are also talking about uh, carotenoids and polyphenols, but a special part of these compounds because uh, these polyphenols, for instance, can be a small uh, molecules or can be very big molecules or strongly associated with dietary fiber. And when, when we are in this case, that's when we are talking about macromolecular antioxidants. Does that include things like resveratrol and... Yes, yes, resveratrol uh, will be mostly present as antioxidant uh, of mm -hmm. uh, low molecular weight. We might oh, okay. have a small part of resveratrol as macromolecular antioxidant, but in the particular case of resveratrol, it will be mostly as low molecular weight. When thinking about high molecular weight antioxidants, we will have proantocyanidins that are very big structures which are present, for instance, in grape, in wine, mm -hmm. uh, in cocoa. And we can also have other compounds such as ferulic acid. This is a small molecule, but it's strongly associated with dietary fiber. And that is why it becomes a macromolecular antioxidant, because it's associated with a very big molecule. You mentioned that they're kind of ignored by the scientific community because they're harder to extract. Does that mean that um, research is going to be much more difficult and then incorporating them into nutritional supplements is also going to be harder? Yes, uh, for the moment uh, we have a very promising field for macromolecular antioxidants, but it has to be developed because if we look at current research on new uh, functional ingredients, dietary supplements, etc., they only consider the low molecular weight antioxidants. Mm -hmm. So we think it's the moment really to consider these macromolecular antioxidants for, for new products. And actually, in our research team, we have patented some procedures to obtain concentrates of high molecular weight uh, antioxidants. And just to ask one more time, why are these so important compared to normal um, antioxidants? Why are the macromolecular ones better? Well, we cannot say that they are better, but they are different. Okay. Because <laughs> when we are consuming the low molecular weight antioxidants uh, in our body, uh, a fraction of them is absorbed in the upper part of our digestive tube, mm -hmm. and there is another fraction that is not absorbed there, and but that is transformed by the microbiota. And about four or five hours after intake, uh, all these compounds are circulating in our body. This is for the low molecular weight ones. With the high molecular weight ones, the process takes longer. So we need between 8, uh, eight and 15 hours to have the metabolites coming okay. from these high molecular weight compounds circulating in our body. This means that if we are combining both classes of antioxidants, we may have all the time in our body circulating metabolites from antioxidants, both from low molecular weight and high molecular weight. And this is an important fact of macromolecular antioxidants. There is oh, okay. another, uh, just only, only another important fact, that is that since they are strongly associated with dietary fiber, there is an interaction dietary fiber and macromolecular antioxidants. We know that dietary fiber is also very uh, helpful for our body, and if we have together the dietary fiber and the macromolecular antioxidants, we will have a combined effect from both classes of compounds. So if they're constantly in the bloodstream, that means that no free radical is going to be able to escape. Uh, well, I don't know. If, 
some of, of them will also be able to escape, but yes, we, we will be providing a, a whole branch of antioxidants. Uh, and it is important that these compounds, as I said before, they are not only acting as antioxidants. Of course, they are antioxidants, but they also have other effects in our body. For instance, they are able to change our microbiota profile. Today, we know that our microbiota profile is a very important uh, aspect for our mm -hmm. health. And uh, these macromolecular antioxidants can help to modify our microbiota profile, increasing the, prof the, the, the species that are more beneficial for our body. So that's another beneficial effect of these compounds. So they act like a prebiotic? Yes, yes. Actually, there are some researchers who are using the terms three Ps. So the three Ps will be probiotics, prebiotics, and polyphenols. And oh, okay. In these polyphenols, we will have to include macromolecular polyphenols. Dr. Paratemidas, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. you are, I, it was a pleasure to participate in this podcast. You can learn more about macromolecular antioxidants on our website, vitafoodsinsights.com, where you can read the abstract from this session on our blog. Dr. Sarah Calixto will be speaking on the education program at Vitafood Europe 2018 on antioxidants versus polyphenols, a balanced intake of antioxidants and the importance of macromolecular antioxidants. To register for Vitafoods Europe 2018 and book your place for the education program, visit vitafoods.eu.com, where you can also find the rest of the education program. Follow us on Twitter at VF underscore insights and remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to today's podcast brought to you by Vitafoods. For additional podcasts featuring industry leaders and experts, visit naturalproductsinsider.com.